Hi guys, Matt LaMarche here with Keller Williams First Atlanta. Hope you guys are doing well. Today's episode's a little bit different. I sat down with Lane Hoke with the uh, Network Millennial Instagram channel and uh, we just talked about networking and gave a couple tips and tricks about how to better your network and how to better your engagement with your network. Um, and then we dug a little bit deeper into me, my kind of background story, if you will. So um, anyway, I hope you enjoy and uh, please leave a comment. Let me know what you thought. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Hello. Hey, how Hi. are you, Matt? I'm well. How are you guys? I'm good. Good. Good, good. good. Happy to be here. I'm, thank you so much. Okay, guys, so really quick, we are with Matt LaMarche. He um, has the Selling Sandy Springs Instagram, which we will tag. And we are going to talk today about Network Millennial and about Matt and all of his entrepreneurial things that you do, yeah. um, as well as some, some tips for networking. Absolutely. Yeah, so we connected on Instagram, which is how I think a lot of us are now connecting. Yep. And, um, you know, I, I just reached out to you and I said, I love what you're doing. No one's doing this. This is like a super, it's a big niche. It really is. We, we call it a niche, but it's a big niche. And there's a lot of millennials out there that are looking to network and grow their network and, and their net worth. And, um, you know, for me, it was just a cool idea. And I loved what you were Thank doing you. with it. So, I'm honored. Um, no, it's really, really cool. And I think that, you know, as the page and as the group kind of grows and as your events certainly will continue to grow. Um, I'm just excited to kind of be along for the ride. So I'm glad to have you on the team. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for reaching out. No doubt. Um, and you're doing incredible things Thank too. You. Selling Sandy Springs has like 2,000 followers. Yeah, oh, we're, that's awesome. We've gotten a lot of views just over the last couple of weeks here. I kind of started at the beginning of the year with my transition into real estate, and um, it's been fantastic. We started off with a bang with the mayor <laughs> of Sandy Springs, kind of like oh, our first episode. Oh so that was gosh. a good way to start it. Um, but really just influencers, um, you know, city leaders, business owners, um, nonprofit organizations, you know, that's kind of like our, our niche there yeah. basically. So, yeah. um, but it's great because I give them a free kind of what I call an extended commercial and then they're able to produce and kind of curate that content on their own social platforms and mm -hmm. use it for marketing and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Um, no charge, of course. So if you guys know anyone that would love to uh, have that done, we're happy to mm -hmm. happy to go interview them. Yeah, that would be great. Um, yeah. I'm sure I can connect you with a couple of people. <laughs> I'm sure you could. <laughs> Off camera, we'll talk about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. That's so great. No doubt. Cool. Okay. Um, do you have questions for me? Because I have a ton of questions for you. Sure. Yeah. Um, what? Where did this idea come from for um, you? So I am a Forsyth County native, native, um, since I was 10 years old, I've lived there. And I've always worked in small business. Dad's an entrepreneur, brother's an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, and I noticed that my friends and I were all struggling to connect with other people. Um, all of our friends moved into the city, and I knew that there was a community of folks craving to meet and to talk about business. Um, and there wasn't a platform for us to do that. And um, my personality is, well, if nobody's going to do it, then I'm going to freaking do it. So um, I dubbed myself the OTP party planner. <laughs> and um, I thought, let's just try it, see what happens. I went to Cherry Street Brewery, like for Cherry Street Brewery. Um, they have been super supportive with Network Millennial. They are millennials. They are local Forsyth millennials that own businesses. Um, 
when our first event was October 3rd, we had right at like 90 to a little bit over 100 folks show up. I honestly thought I was only going to have 30 people be there and they would all be my friends. Um, and I had strangers show up and I was so honored. Uh, and then our next event was in Roswell in um, November and we had close to 120 people show up and it's just grown and grown and grown thanks to people like you and just being able to provide friends and my peers a place to connect. Sure, that's awesome. Yeah. I love to hear the background story because there's always a story and I, love, yeah. I think connecting people is, I mean, in this digital world that we now live in, it's, We've got to. it seems like we're getting further apart, but I actually think we're getting closer and that's one mm -hmm. of the unique things I think about Instagram stories and going live is that there's no script here. There's no like, no. you know, us talking, <laughs> <laughs> us talking over a cup of coffee or on video. It's basically the same thing, and I think yeah. people really connect to that. But it, they like it. It's a real and authentic kind of experience that we're kind of missing right now. So I agree. Um, I love it. I think it's cool. a great idea. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. So um, you know, as far as networking goes, I I consider myself a growing networker, and what I mean by that is that. I'm always learning and adjusting with especially the technology. There's a lot of changes just in my you know, 15 years of professional life that I've learned, some that work and some that don't, and some that used to work that you know, don't work anymore. And yeah. so for me, I used to have this little system where whenever I was at a networking event or whatever, I would grab someone's card and I had a, an app that I would shoot a picture of it and it would go straight into my contacts. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. and there's a new one called Full Contact that's oh, okay. awesome. Really? And works with iOS and Android and all this type of stuff. Great. And um, that kind of gets you the network, right? But then mm -hmm. you have to go and actually connect with it and engage with it. And do something. And do yeah. something because mm -hmm. then, you know, there's a million emails everyone's getting every day. I think that you have to constantly be looking at what's new and what's innovative and where are, you know, where's people's, people's attention. Right. Um, for me, that has really been Instagram for like the last month. Um, I used to be. I wouldn't say big on Snapchat, but I, when I started my landscaping business, I was doing daily vlogs where I would show landscaping and lawn care tips, and then I would actually go and ask for business through Snapchat. And um, I think I was one of the only people that I ever engaged with, and I had a couple hundred people that would follow me there every day um, that would actually close business as a result. And so one story was I had a Brookhaven a geo filter on Snapchat one day, and. Um, one girl sent it to another girl and said, hey, he does this type of work and he's in Brookhaven. I know you live down there. Smart. And so she picked me right up and we got a $500 job off of it. Just go. off of Snapchat. So yeah. this stuff works if you do it a lot. And that's, I think, where most people get frustrated with. They do it for like a month or even a year and they don't see any results and they don't see their network growing and their likes or their followers or comments or whatever increasing. Yeah. But you have to stay with it. I mean, it took me two and a half, three years to really kind of find a flow, um, at least on social. Um, but now Instagram, you know, the stuff that I learned on Snapchat and the video and mm -hmm. forward-facing stuff, I just now kind of apply to Instagram. Um, I so. love what you're saying because I think I think consistency matters, but then I also think that providing value 100%. matters even more than being consistent. Maybe it, maybe it's 50-50, but um, you provide so much value. So yeah, you're consistent and you're on Instagram all the time and your stories are good, Thank let you. alone. <laughs> They're you're not good, alone. Though. You're not alone with that. No, I, I, that, was, that was definitely a dig. I'm sorry. 
Oh, good. Um, ours are long too. <laughs> we have a lot to say, but um, being consistent with your networking, with asking for business, um, is so important. And then you've got to follow up with, okay, but I'm actually going to provide you with something. Yeah. And not just like, I'm going to keep talking and it's all about me and it's me, 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 me. It's here's what I've got and I want to give it to you for free. This is for free and this is a ton of value, not only for me, but for your followers Absolutely. and for my followers as well because you're going to get great content. So it's creating a community of people around you so that we're all providing value. 100%. Well, and there's a balance too because the more you're asking for sales and the more you're asking for business, the more likely people are going to start to unfollow. Right. If you're giving them something of value, then they're more likely to hang around longer. Um, well, because they trust you. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And that's yeah. when it's kind of like word of mouth, right? Social media is now our new word of mouth. That's just how we advertise it. And for me, you know, for the first month or two, I was just trying to figure out what I was going to do on Snapchat. Mm -hmm. And all my high school friends and college buddies were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I'm Figuring just kind of like dude. talking into the camera. Yeah. And, and, you know, you get made fun of and you get, you know, when you innovate in certain ways, um, you know, it's uncomfortable for people for a little while. But what I've found over the last like three or four years is moving from Snapchat to Instagram. Now there's a lot more family that follows and a lot more people that I've only engaged with once or twice in, yeah. in person in or face to face. Um, but not a lot of people do this type of kind of storytelling on, on Instagram. And I think it's a big miss. Especially if you're a personal brand or if you have a marketing company or whatever, you, a landscaping company, it doesn't matter. Whatever you do, you know, the first rule of business is go tell everyone you know. Because right. that's how you generally get business. And then beyond that, like you said, provide value. Give them something that they may never ever be in your database as a customer, but at the same time, they all know other people. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they will eventually refer you to someone mm -hmm. that may give you business. Yeah. Um, I never went into it though with the intent of I'm going to sell a job because of the, the input or the, the content that I put out there. Right. That was never the intention. The intention was I'm just going to communicate, I'm going to add value, I'm going to give hopefully someone out there a tip about lawn care landscaping that maybe they'll connect with and maybe it'll kind of help them bridge the gap between their knowledge base, mm -hmm. where they are and where they want to be. Exactly. And I think that's kind of, it loops back into Network Millennial. I never started it to be this brand and that's what it's turned into mm -hmm. is a brand that I hope provides value and I hope provides economic development and jobs and connections and maybe a love connection and maybe not, maybe just more friends. Um, yep. So yeah, I think it's all about being genuine in your approach and I want to throw a little science at you because sure. you're right um, as far as marketing goes and telling these stories. Our brains actually light up more um, when we are told a story and we engage with a story than if we're just given facts, yeah. which is funny because I just gave you a fact about <laughs> storytelling, but um, our brains actually are programmed to um, to listen to a story more and to engage with a story more. That's why story marketing works so well. That's yeah. why asking the background, telling the background, and then, and then engaging and bringing in your listeners, your audience into your story is so effective. Yeah, well, and you know, if you look at the trends, right, YouTube just added stories now so that you can go in and yep. actually engage with your audience without producing this long, and I say long, it could be three, seven, or ten minutes, but mm -hmm. a long version video, now you're able to like kind of just on the spot do yeah. it, you know, which, which I've always loved, and that's one of the great things about Snapchat is that there were things that would happen throughout my day, and you can go to YouTube and see like 200 and something videos of my right. uh, daily Snapchat okay, stories. Okay, we're going to do that. <laughs> uh, it's a little 
little, I'm going to warn you, it's it's rough. I'm going to be honest with you. The first like six months, I was just trying to figure out how to do it. And, you know, storytelling is something that when when someone says it, we all think we know how to tell a great story. But when you're you're doing it digitally, it's hard. It is hard. And it's hard to get engagement and it's hard to get feedback on it. Now you've got all these tools with polls and ask me a question and the little love smiley face, you know, Mm -hmm. you've got all these tools now that we didn't have three or four years ago, um, but now people can quickly do it, you know, Mm -hmm. which to me is like the scalability of your reaction to it, you know, Um, so I love stories, I love, I think I'm developing into a better storyteller, I don't think I'll ever be completely satisfied, but there's some great, (laughs) there's some great... (laughs) storytellers out there that do a great job whether it's building ponds or uh you know talking about goals like we were last week um i mean you know people always ask me they're like i don't have anything to talk about i'm like what did you do today like that's that's your story yeah and how (laughs) do you pull other people into it 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. because because just like with network only i'm gonna keep going back to that but um I knew that I wasn't the only one with this struggle and it was a problem and in the story you always need a problem so whatever your problem is that's where your story starts Absolutely. because if you're bringing people into that problem and they're feeling it they've experienced it they know someone who's experienced it or you're just using really engaging words there's your story there's your marketing mm-hmm. and then just the solution is the value right well and you don't know where it's going to find someone like there's there's content that you think is great but then when you put it out there you're like why is this falling so flat that is also very true just like all my jokes (laughs) super flat well then there's then there's other content that you put out that you're like i don't know what i'm doing i'm just gonna toss it out there and then it gets the biggest reaction (laughs) it's crazy but that's how social media now kind of works and that's what i love about it is that nothing's really like out of bounds or or crosses the line in, in my mind. I mean, um, you know, I'm, I'm now in real estate, and so, you know, you're probably gonna see a lot of things from me that you wouldn't normally see from most realtors. Good. That I'm not in a suit and tie, I'm not knocking on your door, I'm not sending you a mailer. I'm gonna be on Instagram, I'm gonna be telling stories, I'm gonna be talking about my past, I'm gonna be talking about my future, I'm gonna talk about my goals and my why and everything, my kids, I mean, you're gonna see everything, you know? And nothing's out of bounds. But at the same time, there's a balance that you kind of have to strike and, and figure out where do you add value. Right. Um, I can only show you so many videos and pictures of my kids before you go, is this okay. what the new content is? Yeah, like, so you have kids. <laughs> right, we got it, we got it. Um, and they're cute and adorable, of course. So, um, but no, it is, it's a tough balance and I don't think many people do it well and it's something that I'm just constantly trying to work on. And like you talked about earlier, the longer stories for me, like you say, I've just got a lot going on and I'm trying to just condense it down. I'm trying to get all, all of this information right. down into like a 20 second video and that's not always easy no. um, at all. So Yeah, it takes so. a lot of takes, it takes a lot of, it and does. it's trial and error. It I does. mean, I've had, you know, stories that are just like, people are probably just clicking it like, oh my gosh, let me get to the point. Um, but you do have to go through that whole testing and trial and error 100%. to get to, and again, you never know what's gonna hit. Yep. So like it was crazy. right in the middle of your story, someone's like, Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, like <laughs> okay, Sarah, this is now your realtor. Right, right. Yeah. Well it's crazy. One of the best stories that I ever got a reaction from was dedicated to, to those tappers mm-hmm. on Snapchat. Because it's the same functionality now yeah. on Instagram that um, I would 
create a different word, kind of like you do on, on Network Millennial, where it was a different word or a different sentence for each video. Right. And the great thing about Snapchat was that you could make that a one-second video, you could make it a 10-second video. Right. I don't have that flexibility yet on, on Instagram yet, no. but one of the great things was that I put stop, so they'd tap, yeah. and then I'd put tapping through my stories so yeah. quickly you're missing good value. Okay. And so at the end of the story, like 25 people wrote me and were like, all right, I'm not tapping through your story anymore, That's you know. That's so funny, just call but them out. Just, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's still authentic, it's still mm -hmm. real, and you know, you we kind of get in the flow of our daily storytelling and it's hard to kind of remember that mm -hmm. there are people watching this, they're real people. Some of them are tapping, yeah. some of them are just watching every last second, but um, I think it's nice to connect in that way. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and I've never seen it done before either, so that was kind of like a new thing that I tried and okay, I was like, that so was kind of crazy. Matt LaMarche is the one that started that, so <laughs> you guys I haven't seen it. anyone else do it, but I've not seen I think it's a great idea. Do it. I've seen someone like do a video of like, why are you skipping through? <laughs> and it was, everyone that follows me on Instagram will know, it was about fireworks. Ah. She was recording fireworks, <laughs> and I have a problem if you're going to do a video on fireworks or at a live concert. Gotcha. Because the audio is fantastic yes, on your phone. Uh, yeah, especially when you're like up right. in the top seat. Yeah, Becky, yeah. thank you so much for that. <laughs> so Awesome. Okay, I do have a quick yeah. question just about your background because sure. you talked a little bit about um, you're a real estate agent now mm -hmm. selling Sandy Springs. That's right. Um, and then you also had a landscaping business, but what else have you done? Yeah, so before I decided to open my own business and kind of start my entrepreneurial journey, um, like 12, 13 years ago, I started my first business and I basically came out of another business and started my own business doing the exact same thing, which was selling stuff for people on eBay. Cool. And so All eBay right. was big at the time, or still relatively big, mm -hmm. and um, people would bring me their stuff. I would go to small businesses and, and pick up their old technology or whatever and just wow. list it all for them on eBay. And it was a great business. The, the business that I worked in before that was doing the exact same thing. They just had a retail location. So I did that for about two and a half, three years and had an opportunity to buy the business, kind of didn't take it and decided I could do this on my own. Mm -hmm. Went out and did that. And after about two years, um, it just, the market fell and I just uh, got punched in the face, so to well, speak, in the ouch. professional world. Um, which, you know, you go through a, a time period after that, something like that happens and, and it's tough. You really start to question your methods and your motives and and yourself just as a professional and um, I struggled with it because I thought that I was meant to be an entrepreneur mm -hmm. so when all of those questions start coming up you get emotional and you get it you know I was oh in gosh. a new I was in a new marriage at the time so um, there was just this pressure um, oh. as a man of, of, a, of a new wife that I felt like I had let her down and so um, I kind of told myself that you know for the next 10 years Regardless of what I do, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. I'm going to learn as much as I can. I'm going to kind of dust myself off, pick myself up, and see if, you know, working for someone else is what I ultimately need to be doing. So I worked for Yamaha. I worked for Staples. Um, I worked for a boating center up uh, on Lake Altoona. It's buying and selling boats. Um, I worked in the service department doing that and learned a lot. Uh, worked for some great entrepreneurs that I really admired and was able to learn a lot from and then kind of leveraged that into my landscaping business that I started about a little over three years ago. Okay. Um, I loved being out in the, in the yard. To me, that kind of represented, uh, you know, men are very, um, what's the word, protective. 
okay. of their landscaping. When you go in to buy your first or second home, mm-hmm. you know, you want it to look nice, you want it to be presentable, everyone's going for yard of the month or yard mm-hmm. of the week or whatever, but um, to me it's just something that is reflective of who I am. Okay. And so in, in changing what our landscape at home looked like, I ran into a lot of terrible contractors. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I think I can do this. I think Good. I can do this yeah. a lot better than they can, in fact. And so uh, for the first month in September of 2015, I started just marketing myself like crazy, doing free work. I moved a 10-yard uh, pile of mulch with a wheelbarrow and a lawnmower, uh, wheelbarrow and a, a shovel for free just to prove I was serious about you know getting into the business. Super and um, for like six months between September and March, I worked nights and weekends and was up on social and networking and mm-hmm. telling people about my new business while still working my full-time job at Staples. And so um, six months of just communication to my wife that looked this is going to be hard and this isn't going to be super fun for either one of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be out working my uh, backside off mm-hmm. to try and make this business a success. And in 2016, January, I had 10 customers. In February, we had 20. And then in uh, March, we had 40. And I had a real live business right. all of a sudden. So I left Staples, pursued the business full time, and uh, we grew very, very quickly. That first year kind of hit the ground running. And spring was a great time to kind of leave Staples behind and pursue this full time and uh, built it up over the last three years. Now we have two guys on our crew, two part-time guys on our crew as well. And um, they go out and do business. We've done business with uh, about 250 customers. Here, about a mile, mile and a half radius from, mm-hmm. from where we're standing right now. So, wow. um, so anyway, but you know, about a year ago, I kind of felt a lack of challenge in my business and you know, I had an opportunity to basically double in growth with two or three pretty good sized contracts or just kind of maintain where we were. Mm-hmm. And some of the difficulties in labor that I came across, um, you know, really just kind of pushed me to pursue real estate. And so I started formulating my business strategy and putting together a plan to um, keep the business running while also getting my license and finding the brokerage firm right. and all that type of stuff. So, um, and even just that took three months. <laughs> so, um, but here we are and, uh, you know, one month into it, I'm loving it so far, and I've gotten to meet some incredible people and mm-hmm. uh, connect and network with a lot of awesome people and uh, get to learn from some fantastic mentors. So um, I'm excited. I've always had an interest in real estate, but never been able to execute up, execute upon it. So mm-hmm. this is kind of my first um, first chance to do that. Great. Yeah. I love your story because it tells me that one, you don't quit, and that it's it's the hustlers that succeed. Um, it is. And I think that that's so important, especially for people that are just coming out of college and people that are kind of in that like 23, 24, 25, you've had your first job, you're not really sure what you're going to do next, and maybe you're meant to start your own business, and maybe you're not meant to start Mm -hmm. your own business, and either path is fine, but um, what's not fine is to not work really hard. 100%. And that's what I tried to, to pour into the other businesses that I was in, was that it's not my business, but I still need to care about the customer. I still need to yep. produce the results. Amen. I mean, Amen. you know, all of these things are required yeah. of you just to be successful in business in and, any capacity. Yeah, whether you own it or not. Hundred percent. And I think that when you when you work for someone else, you do find out where the weaknesses are. You definitely see where the other strengths are. But I think that this world constantly tells us about what we're terrible at, mm-hmm. and I think you need to find what you're good at, and then go all into that, and then find a group of folks that can help you on the weaknesses. Exactly. Um, 
So um, that's what I'm excited about for your group. In fact, at the, at the event last week, I met two guys in particular that not are just only in my industry, but also that we have a lot of you know, golf and boating were kind of two common threads. I think I know. Two. I think I might know who they are. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's a great conversation. And, you know, that's what I would encourage anyone that's looking to build their network is that when you attend these types of events, um, you know, get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. You don't have to go around and say hi to everyone, but find one of the things that I loved about what you did was you put what superpower, what skill did you wish you, did had? you, wish you yeah, had? We try to have one like conversation starter. <laughs> right. for and that worked event. great because I saw a lot of wannabe singers mm-hmm. on there. <laughs> My brother is a wannabe singer. <laughs> and I think, Sorry. you know, when you've got those little icebreakers in there, um, you've got something to talk about. I mean, not just that, but you're there, and that's yeah. enough for you to talk about, you know? Exactly. Um, How'd you hear about it? Yeah. You, you know? Absolutely. Go for the questions that you haven't been asked a thousand times. What do you do? Where are you from? Go for mm-hmm. something like, uh, what are you really excited about working on? Or give the other person an opportunity to tell a story to you, because then that's something easy that you can then engage with. And they're doing all of the work. <laughs> and you look super smart, which is, I'm totally here for And that. they'll remember you exactly. because of the story. They won't remember you because of your business card. They won't remember you no. because of your Instagram follower or whatever else. Mm-hmm. But they will remember the story. They yeah. always do. Um, because your brain lights up when you tell a story. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, no, I think um, I think what you're doing is fantastic. And again, I think if if people can get out of their comfort zone a little bit, you know, especially if you're a bit of an introvert, um, not comfortable meeting new people, I think that's always going to be a challenge, right? Yeah. But if you can just find one or two people to connect with, that that's an increase. That's yeah. more, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I like to call myself an, an extroverted introvert that when I, I was in you and I are very similar yep. <laughs> when I was in middle school and high school I was kind of like the shy kid you know mm-hmm. over in the corner just didn't really like pay attention to many people but um, but when you go to own your own business when you when you want to be out in the marketplace you, you don't, don't have, have a choice, a choice. You, you do don't. not <laughs> so yeah. you've got to put yourself out there and don't be afraid of people judging you or, or thinking that you do or that you don't know you know what you're talking yeah. about because it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. You you have to do the best that you can do um, with what you've got in the moment, with the information that you've got in the moment, um, and then grow from there. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Love it. Thanks so Very much, good. Matt. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you, guys. Okay, so I, I want my followers to know how they can connect with you. So sure. will you please tell us if you've got a website, yeah. your Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So the website is just mattlamarsh.com. You'll see all the real estate stuff there. Also, the Selling Sandy Springs um, episodes are up there under videos. Um, on Facebook, Matt LaMarche. On Instagram, M. LaMarche. At M. LaMarche, I, say, I should say. Um, also, at Selling Sandy Springs on Instagram and Facebook. All the videos and content that we kind of create are there as well. So. Awesome. Thank you so yeah, much. No, Great guy, you. guys. You need to follow him. He's <laughs> got awesome it. content. I appreciate awesome. it. Thank you so much. Thanks. Absolutely. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. If you have a business or a nonprofit that you'd like to see featured here, please feel free to give me a call at 678-687-4397 or shoot me an email to matt at mattlamarsh.com. Thanks so much.